Hi, everyone. I am Valerie Malone, life coach, motivational speaker, creator of Love Your Life program. Today, you are listening to Real Talk. And today I have a special guest, Queen, how you say your last name? Choma. Choma. I don't want to say it wrong, <laughs> so I wanted to ask her. She's an international motivational speaker, TV presenter, PR media coach, and a publicist based on London. She helps thousands of women of entrepreneurs to break into the media and attract good PR for their brand. So that is my introduction for you. Welcome. And I, it is so exciting to have you here. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. And hello, everyone listening and watching. It's so wonderful to be here with you all. Now, tell us a little bit about your introduction. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself because I know that it's not. It's not justifying what I just said because you have a hell of a lot more over here and I want uh, our listeners to listen to and, and tell us who you are and what do you do? Yes, for sure. So basically, um, as you said, I'm an international motivational speaker, a TV presenter, PR and media coach and a publicist. And I'm also the founder of a new media platform called She Rises in the Media, which I just recently launched in July of 2020. And so I help I usually help a lot of women entrepreneurs to break into the media and attract good PR for their brands. And that's what helped me to consider launching She Rises in the Media to help with this mission, but in a way to also highlight women that are up and coming, that are advanced, but also those that are maybe even celebrities and everything in between. And just to help women also to understand how to be seen in the media too. Um, another thing that I do is I actually speak at lots of events, um, as I've already mentioned, but mainly in relation to academic coaching and um, success principles. So helping university students to achieve their degrees and, and just to be on the right degree on the first place, because sometimes we do something for the wrong reasons. And so I help university students to feel at ease and confident in relation to their success. So wow. that's my, that my main Wow. That is, that's, yeah, I told you, it's a, it's a lot. I want the listener and audience to know uh, there's more to that. And uh, me and you, we had a conversation before. She's an amazing, um, and I'm so inspired by you and what you do for women and inspire them to live their true life and true dreams of what they wanted to do. So what are some steps a woman entrepreneur or anyone or listeners can take to attract the good PR and a good publicity for their brand? Such a great question. So basically, what I really think that you can do to attract good publicity for your brand, I love to say to start with clarity, because if we can be clear in relation to where we want to be seen, we're going to have a bigger chance of being in the media. So the first thing you want to do is you want to grab a pen and a paper, or you can open up a Word document or even a spreadsheet, and you want to write down the sources that come to your mind in relation to being in the media. So if you're an author, for example, and you want to be on some podcasts that that have authors where you've maybe heard some of your favorite authors be on those shows before, then you might want to select some of those shows and put them on that spreadsheet, put them on that Word doc, put them on paper. So if you want to be on some of the shows that Marie Folio has been on, then write them down, put them on the document. The more you get clear in relation to where you want to see, then what you can do after is to do a bit of research. You can just go out onto Google, go onto, you know, use the hashtag podcast, use the hashtag um, TV shows, use the hashtag radio stations, look for local newspapers, look for magazines, and just look around, shop around as if you're looking for food, as if you're going shopping for clothes, and do this in relation to the media side of things. But figure out where you want to be seen and get it documented. 
And then the third thing to do, I would say, is you've got to be willing to educate yourself in relation to that world, because it's definitely a different industry. It's not the same as social media where we get to delete something if we say the wrong thing. When you're on TV, you could say something that's never gonna be edited. So you get one chance to make it right. It's very rare that you will be able to convince them to edit something. So you wanna make sure you're working on your interview technique, you've done some good solid research as we've discussed, you've worked on having confidence and charisma and stage presence, and you need to know how to switch it on. When you're on social media, you get to make mistakes, you get to be yourself. But when you're on television, you have to be an A play. You have to be at the, the best of the best. And so it's just being able to work on yourself behind the scenes so that when the moment comes, you're ready for the, the life-changing, defining moment. Wow, that is such a great answer because um, I have a lot of students and a lot of listeners that are um, one entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I always hear people say that, the word media and television is very intimidating. And some of these people are very talented. And like you said, that is their way to like, when you do your research, you just go shopping like you're shopping for clothes or for food and then find and learn about the channel, learn about the media that you wanted to be in and yes. get some background. In there. And um, is it fair to say that build some relationship with them before you contact them to you know, be on their show or something? Is that something we should do? Yes, definitely. But it doesn't always matter, to be honest with you. Okay. It does it does and doesn't matter. So some of the ways you can build a relationship is just to act like you know them or build a relationship from a distance because they may not even talk to you. They may never follow you or anything. But if you if you actually just engage in their content, so you like their posts, you follow them, you leave them a lovely review, you send an email saying you love the show, things like that is how you can build a relationship. Even if you're talking to just, you feel like you're talking to yourself because maybe you're sending all these messages to the Today Show and they don't respond, but you're hearing crickets. But the truth is that's your way of building the relationship. And eventually you will start to meet some of the, the team members or you'll finally get through to somebody if you send your pitch. If it's somebody that's really accessible, then definitely. If it's like, for example, if it's a podcast host that you can easily access through social media, then yes, build the relationship. But if it's a TV show that you know you have no chance building a relationship with because you, you just can't get through to them with millions of followers that they have, then still act as if you're becoming a friend to them or act as if you're getting to know them and you're showing them love and everything and they will eventually notice and they will eventually get your pitch and something will shift. Even if you don't get booked for that TV show, some other TV show will find you and you'll still reap a harvest. Well, ladies, there we go, because we have, we have no idea about the media, and that's why I brought you over here, because a lot of entrepreneurs, they wanted to be on a media, and they wanted to get to that next level, but they mm -hmm. always have this uh, fear of, I'm not enough, or I can't do it, but it's possible to do, like you said, that once you put your mind to it. First and yes, foremost, 100%. congratulations on your show, but tell us a little bit about your new media platform, She Rises in the Media. Uh, how, what is that? And, and I know you started this on uh, 20, July 2020. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, thank you so much. So the, the, the whole platform, because I'm a publicist, I've just been pitching so much, helping women to be seen in the media. Some of my clients have been in BBC, on BBC, which is just huge, millions of followers that they have. And I mean, they're reaching like the mainstream media, whether we have Thrive Global, we have, um, for example, Forbes. A lot of my clients have been on even some big blog 
blogs such as Lady Boss Blogger with thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that they serve, women entrepreneurs. And what I've realized is so many women want to be in the media and the brave ones finally do hire a publicist or they hire a PR media coach. But a lot of the platforms are out there and not designed to teach you how to be in the media. And they don't highlight women in the media either. They don't highlight women in the media for being in the media. They highlight them just as, oh, they're a celebrity or they're influenced or they're to be celebrated for their products or services. But what we want to do is highlight women that specifically are media savvy or that have done work in the media. And we want to talk about what they've done in the media. So we want to ask them, how are they, how did they become a woman that was able to attract TV interviews? What steps did they take so that those that are up and coming can learn and actually implement those strategies? We also want to help women to understand what it takes from the professional point of view. So what we want to do is we want to eventually have celebrities on the platform, influencers, people that have gone so far, whether it's Alicia Keys or whether it's Gwyneth Paltrow herself, we really are aiming to head in that direction. Another thing that we want to do is we're doing conferences. So we've decided to put on our first conference, which was in July of 2020. The minute we launched our website, we had a conference at the same time. I, have, I became a 10 times Jubilee conference speaker this year in June of 2020. I speak at real huge international conferences in different parts of the world. Last year, I spoke in Bulgaria, Dubai, I was spoken in a, in a university in Amsterdam. So I'm constantly speaking in different parts of the world. And I want women to have a taste of what it's like to be in conferences. Ideally, I would have loved to have done the conference in the flesh, but with COVID, we did it online. And we want to have a lot more online events, but also live events in the near future. So it's definitely a platform to empower women and to help them to be seen in the media. Oh, what an amazing thing to do. And you said something so beautiful. Uh, uh, we want to encourage women, more women to be on the media and just for, mm -hmm. and some of the, some of the phenomenal women that are already been there, the role models like Oprah Winfrey or, or other people that are really wanted to get to that level, but the intimidation of like, okay, I don't know where to start. And like I said, self-doubt comes in, then the whole social media and now the pandemic happened. And as you said, even mm -hmm. though COVID happened, but that did not stop you from going out there and doing but you're still on the 2020 you had this um you launched your first uh, media thing which is so amazing for people to look at it one door closes the other opens even though this is happening yes. it's an opportunity here to do it because we're doing it for comfort of our home now even like live and stuff gets done from home which is so much less uh, uh intimidating and, and and like okay you could do it from home you can be comfortable mm -hmm. you can talk mm -hmm. to somebody before before you go on the camera or all of that so i encourage women entrepreneurs to think about hiring a PR coach to help them in that level, right? Yes, 100%. I definitely agree. And I think if you can just understand that this can happen for you, you can really end up in Oprah's magazine herself, or you could end up, you know, on whether it's on the same stage as Rachel Hollis, whoever it is that you admire, you could end up being the presenter at the Grammys. It's really possible. And sometimes it will be small opportunities, but it will still be very wonderful. And then one day you will get the big ones that will act utterly amaze you. So don't think it's not possible. So you take a step, uh, you take your clients a step by step from starting and saying that, hey, listen, I want to be in the media and you coach them through all the way to get there. So just tell them a yes. little bit about the process. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so, so what I do is I typically, when I'm just coaching them, 
I actually will find out what they want to achieve. And so I really help them to really see this vision because the vision is sometimes what, what the disconnect between what they want or what they desire and them actually seeing it happen. Usually if they have weak desires in the book of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, he talks about this weak desires produce weak results. And so I really help them to, to, to bring these, this vision to the forefront of their mind. I want them to have a big vision for what they want to achieve in the media. So one of the ways I do this is I, I give an activity which is really inspiring. And this activity is where they will write down, if this was the best day in the world, what would, you do, what would happen? But from a PR and media perspective. So I want them to write down things like, or they can tell me, like, tell me if it was the best day ever, what would happen? So if they, when they think of something like that, they will start to say things like, oh my goodness, this will be the day that I will be in Goop. This will be the day that I would meet Tony Robbins. This will be the day that I would be in Cosmopolitan magazine. I would get three phone calls from three different TV shows all at once. And so when they start doing that, and then they do it again tomorrow, then they do it again the next day, their mindset towards PR and media is going to shift. And eventually, it's not going to be long before they start seeing some of these things happen. So the first thing is the mindset shift, helping them to reprogram their mind, reposition their mind based on their vision, expanding that vision. And then what we do is we get clear before I talked about having clarity in, where, in relation to where they want to be seen. So we get clear on where they want to be seen. And then typically, when I'm coaching my clients, I help them to understand what it is that's stopping them from being in the media. So sometimes it's things like their media centers. They don't have a media page on their website, no media kit. They do not have a media role. So we work on these things. Let's get your media page up. Let's get the media centers in place so that the media can take you seriously. If you're pitching to a media source and then they say, send me a press release. If you don't have that, you've shot yourself in the foot. So we want to get you ready quickly so that when you're pitching, if they say send us three high definition photos that are the highest resolution possible, you have them ready. You don't want to be saying to them, oh, I need to go for another photo shoot because that just shows you're not ready. So sometimes people pitch, but they're not really ready. So we get, re get them ready and then we work on things like confidence and charisma. And then I mentioned also the interview techniques. So I walk them through that. So I will be a bit tough with them. So I would do role plays with them and be tough and act like a journalist and see how they handle those questions. And then I'll be really, really lovely and sweet to see how they handle a really a, a, a nicer journalist. And then we just look at different ways for them to um, handle different types of media anchors that could be interviewing them, whether it's a TV anchor, whether it's a radio presenter, whether it's a podcast host. So they have a different experience um, working on it on the phone with me or whether we do it in the flesh um, and some things we also work on is just anything to do with their past has anyone said that you don't deserve to be on stage that you're seeking attention if you've been visible before because we want to work on letting go of these these memories or changing the narrative the stories in our mind so that we can see and visibility and publicity is a good thing rather than uh, rather than seeing it as uh, something that has caused us pain because if somebody says i'll give you an example in my own life i remember having a photographer i posted something about myself once and i used to manage a lot of young girls and women in my beauty pageant business back in the day and so he felt that i should focus all of my energy on just promoting the young girls and women in the pageant world 
but I needed to focus on myself for one day because it was my birthday. So he, but he was angry with me. He said to me, why did you just post stuff about yourself? Because I put out my photo shoot and I was just celebrating myself for a change. And he made it seem as if, he made it seem like this. You have kids, so you need to focus on your kids. You know, it's not about you. It's about those girls and women. You need to focus on promoting them, stop promoting yourself. Wow. And I was like, wow, like I felt really bad. So I felt like I, kept, I went into my shell a bit and I felt like, oh, maybe I was, maybe I should just focus on promoting them. Maybe I shouldn't put myself up there. And that's what we do. Somebody will tell you that you're, that you should, you're showing off too much or you're, you're just too much, you, you're too loud and then you'll shrink. And so we want to figure out, has anyone made you shrink? So we can bring you back out with that confidence and that charisma. And of course, with humility too, not necessarily with puffed up pride, but with humility as well. Right, right. Well, if you ask me, what, is you, what would you imagine to do? Today would be the day that I would meet Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> My role model. He's, a, he's actually a motivation. He considers himself a motivational speaker. I don't know if you know that. Wow. Yeah, he really does. He, he actually very good at it too. I never, yeah. I liked him as an actor. Then I later, I find out because he goes to college and, and he actually gives a speech, which I was so shocked. And as the speeches are amazing, mm. amazing. He just simply talked about himself, how he was young and how he was like, um, wanted to be a lawyer and then simply a lawyer. Look at you. You wanted to be a lawyer. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, yes. I know. And then how he dropped out of the school and then um, wanted to be an actor. But the point is that, like you said, what makes us shy away and go back to our shell and all these time, this limiting belief that we build up um, and inherited by the mm. society expectation, by our upbringing, by our cultures, um, wrong information from the religion. And, and especially yeah. women, we just simply go back to our shell and say, I don't know if I deserve this. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know who am I to be that. And that just, that mm. attitude kind of like puts them back to, okay, you are a woman. You just have to stay home. You have to work, raise the kids. And then that's it. And that's why my, I created my program, Love, Love Your Life, as you know, yes. to encourage women like this is your opportunity if you have one life like you said Janie in a bottle if you had one wish what would that be like as the career what do you want to do forget the what your parents told you forget mm -hmm. what the society expecting you forget what the religion says to you or your upbringing yeah. or the country or the culture or um the money even the money mindset that some people coming in from a country that is really poor and they think that they don't deserve to get paid so i'm glad you mentioned that because that is something women entrepreneurs should keep in mind that that is a self-doubt that is thought that goes through your mind to just that ego self pull you back down and you here to show them that no you are more than that yes yes exactly and i think sometimes without the support or the accountability we like some of my clients have said that they've pitched on their own they've just pitched to a source and they didn't hear anything back and that rejection just scared them away but I pitch like 14 a day. So to me, like I sometimes I'm like one, you need to pitch to a lot more than that before you give up. But that's the thing. This, the encouragement sometimes needs to be there as well. Well, I'm going to highlight on that. Ladies, if you heard it this four ta 14 times a day, that's a lot. And, and some people do one or two and just say, oh, well, I don't hear back. Look at her. She's go-getter. 14 times a day that's a lot and, and you're bound to hear something right so Correct. What, what is yes, that, definitely. Uh, 
what do you define as like uh, success and why did you come up with this concept? How can um, anybody apply to the thing? Because, okay, let me, let me, let me re, re ask this question again. Success. Success means different meaning to everybody. I want to hear from you. What is like a, a savvy success mean to you? And how can listener just listen to that and say, hey, I deserve this. I want to be successful in my life. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I just feel like success is such a powerful thing. And um, when I was studying at university, you know, I was trying to be successful, but I was trying to be successful in a way that meant that I was pleasing my culture, the African culture. You know, so it was like, yes, become a lawyer, because if you're a lawyer, then you're going to look successful. But that wasn't really what I wanted. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to do all this media stuff. And I didn't follow that because I wanted to impress people. I didn't even know I was doing that. That's the thing. Sometimes we don't even know. We need to figure out what we're doing because we could be just thinking we're on the right road. There are many doctors, lawyers, professors, educators out there that think that that's where they're going to be, but really they're living somebody else's dream. So I think the idea of success to me is when you figure out what does success mean to you, it's, it's living out those dreams, you're having those goals and those aspirations, living them out, li seeing your dreams manifest. However, living, it's really about what you're saying, you know, what you've been saying, living life on your terms, living your best life, living your dream life, because if we live to please people, but we, my grandma used to say this, she used to say, I can't please others and displease myself. So if I'm living to please people, but I'm displeasing myself, I, that to me is the definition of failure and misery and depression. Because, you know, not, and not to take any of these terms lightly because they're very, you know, depression is not an easy thing. But when we start to live in a, in a way that makes us feel good, and it does, it will require some discipline. It, it will require us to work hard, to, to dream, to get out of our comfort zones. It's not going to be easy all the time but it will be worth it. Yeah. So that's my definition of success is when you're living life on your terms, you're living out the true God-given purpose that you have. And I created this term called festive success based on a book I created and my podcast show that I have. And the idea of festive success is when we're putting two of these concepts together. So the festive is happy success in terms of like, I am enjoying this success. It's not just I'm successful, but I'm miserable. Like I am, I am very, very successful. I have a PhD, I'm a doctor, but I'm, I go home crying every night. But it's like, I'm an artist and I'm very happy. Like I love what I do. I'm a party planner, I'm enjoying my life. So that is festive success to me. And if you're, the, if you're a doctor, but you love what you do, then that's still festive success. That is so beautiful, like you said. You have Thank to you. on your own term. And like I said, me and her, we spoke about this before. How old were you when you decided that you said this life is not for you? And, and just to tell, because I find it fascinating, you were in school when you realized that this is not what I do, I want to do, I wanted to go after my dream. Because for a lot of people and young mm. listeners here, I want them to listen to you because you are very educated and you went to school and you wanted to fulfill that dream of your parents that are wanted to be a lawyer. But somehow in your gut feeling you felt like okay it's good to have be educated but this is not for me like yeah. how did you determine that 
I think that what it was is I genuinely, so I was in, I was in university and I was, I just finished university, I'm sorry, I finished college and I was doing the right courses. But I think at that time, I think I got to a point where I was not really sure of what I wanted at that point. I think I wanted to take a year out. That's the thing. I, I don't think I wanted to go straight to university. But because there was this, you know, my family, I come from a family where they're very highly educated. So there was this idea of, no, you need to just, you know, get on with it. So I kind of just went along with the idea of doing law and stuff. So by the time I was, by the time I was um, about 18, I was now in university and I was studying to be a lawyer. So it took me a couple of years or so. In fact, I was there for a long time because I ended up being in university. I was going to be in university for three years. I ended up being there for a little bit under six years. Right. So I was there longer because I changed my degree after two years, well, two years and a half. So I literally, and what happened is I'm so blessed to be able to do that because sometimes you have to start all over again in some cases, but because the law was quite similar to my degree in sociology, they allowed me to take over some of my, my law degree and then they merged it in with the sociology and the mass communication. So I was quite, I was able to transition over. And I think that I got to a point, what happened is I just started to figure, I just, it wasn't as if I was on the wrong road. I could feel it. I felt like something was off and I was just trying to figure out what is this? Like, why do I not feel happy anymore? Why don't I feel excited? And my grades were really poor. Like I was getting low grades. I got like a really good grade for women in law, for example. And some of them, yes, some good passes, but it was so low for someone that got a A for sociology when I was in, you know, secondary school. And, you know, I, came, I left secondary school my GCSEs with some A's and B's and C's and stuff. So I was looking for this with my degree and I wasn't seeing that. Well, it turns out that when I finally went to see somebody at my university and I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I don't know what's wrong, but I'm not happy. And that's when she asked me three questions. She said, number one, do you want to be a lawyer? I said, no. Number two, what do you want to do? What is it that you want to do? And I was like, oh, I like media studies. I like sociology. Then she asked me another question then why aren't you doing that? And I think that's when I had the epiphany. It was an epiphany. But I, I, I did cry out to God first. This was, I think sometimes we have to get to that place where we come to the end of ourselves, where it's like, God, help me, or I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, just do something, you know? So I did, that was the first thing. I had to cry out to God and say, why am I not happy? Like, help me. Then I was, you know, I felt that feeling to go and speak to somebody at the university. Had that one session with the lady and um, she actually helped me to see. I, my, it was like my eyes opened. I finally realized, oh, so I'm actually not successful because I'm on the wrong path. What? And I was like, okay, I'm changing my degree. <laughs> I'm not living any. I'm not living for nobody. I'm living for myself. This is this is a joke. I changed. I went to go and see some of my academic advisors, and I was like, I'm changing my degree. And so I said, I need to do something I enjoy. And all my grades went from uh, to. Whoosh, they shot up back to normal the way, you know, I just like having all these fantastic grades again, like high grades, like passing really well. And then I just flew through the degree and just got the degree and graduated. And then I went and eventually did a master's degree in education, but no one forced me this time. It was just all from the heart and it was something I wanted to do. Wow. What, a, what an amazing story. Well, um, 
I just wanted to tell the, to the listener, this is how it gets done. Sometimes, like you said, you have to go down in order to come back up again, which leads me to my next question. If there's people out there that are working with these big, big corporations and they're making money, but like you said, they're not mm. happy. What's your advice? How can they leave their cooperative job and start their own business, especially online business, because a lot of women are getting to that these days. So what would be your mm. advice for them? Yes, such a great question. Um, I love all your questions. And I love your show and love you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and real awesome. talk, girl, real talk. That's what it means. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, so, it's so real. You know, yeah. make sure you are following Valerie, everything she does, and, you know, invest mm. to work with her because she genuinely cares about people. And um, you're in the right place right now, you know, listening to such an inspirational woman. Um, so to answer your question, I really think that you have to um, listen to your gut. You have to listen to the feeling in your, in your inside of you that tells you that something is off. Like once that comes and you start to figure out that you're not happy in your job, you need to listen to your, your intuition. You need to listen to God speaking to you, telling you that maybe there's something else out there for you. And then you need to figure out what it is because if it's no, there's no point going to work, complaining every day, moaning, being up depressed, but you're not, willing because i think that some women are not willing to try to get out of the boat to try and do something different they will rather go to work and be like that for the next 20 years than to say enough is enough and i just i've just got to a point in my life where i just listen to that thing too i listen quickly so if i start to feel that feeling i've been in jobs and i'm like i can feel it i can feel that voice so i can hear something telling me it's time to leave, it's time to move on. And I listened quickly and that's why I've been able to become an entrepreneur and, can, and was able to launch She Rises, Rises in the Media. But I would say to you that you don't have to do it immediately. It's not as if you have to just go in the next day and hand in your resignation. You can devise a plan, you can create a plan around this. So you can say, okay, like even when I left my last job, I saved up for three months to make sure I had the money. So I made sure I had like three months worth of salary before I left. So that could, that's an idea. It's a way to make sure you have a little bit of a cushion and you feel safe. So when you leave, you do have some money for a while while you're working on building your business. Another thing you can do is you can start doing something online on the side or whether it's brick and mortar, but on the side. So you can start doing it part-time. Like I did a lot of things part-time. I would look for ways to use my holidays to go and speak at events. I would ask my manager if I could cut down my hours so that I could use one of the days to do my beauty pageant events and stuff. So I, you have to look for ways to cut down on um, time at work as well. Go down to three days a week, ask to work two days a week, ask to work four days a week, whatever it would be. And eventually, as you use the time to build your business on the side, one day you will be able to have a full-time business. And you'll be in that position where you'll be able to say, listen, I have enough clients and I have money in the bank. I have savings. I now am ready to leave this corporate job. And then you can go into your full-time business and, and enjoy your life. And your example of that. And, and I, I, I just, you said the right thing. Listen to yourself. Now, this is what I saw. I learned that when I was watching Oprah show one time. I went to YouTube. Could you hear this story? I was going to, to the YouTube and I was just looking at some stuff. Oh, I was cooking chicken parmesan. I wanted to type in how to cook chicken parmesan. And Oprah, mm -hmm. you know how you go there, the video comes up. I said, let me see this. And that was one of her talk that she said that the universe give you a sign. 
And sometimes yeah. the sign is so yes. faint. It's just like a blow, like a very slow, very vague whistle. whistle. And then yes. it gets higher and higher and higher. And then all of a sudden, it's just like a brick like fall on you. And for people out there, like you said, if the faster you realize that feeling, the faster when you feel it in your gut and say, hmm, this doesn't feel right. Now, the technicality of it, like you said, save some money, go, you know, cut your hours, uh, have a vision and all that. Mm. That will come later. But the, before all of that is to yes. listen to that voice. Listen. Listen. To that. <laughs> because that voice is always accurate. And I live all my life through that. And me and you, we had a conversation about this, that I was, my, my life was like growing up by by other people to do what I had to do. That's it. I didn't even had like I didn't even know women can have an opinion or work or go to school, mm-hmm. let alone being an entrepreneur. But I I practiced to listen to that voice. And when every yeah. time I felt uncomfortable, I said to myself, you know what? This is gonna go down, like you said, before it comes up up again. But it's gonna open an opportunity. It's time to grow. It's time to change. And that's what got me here. So I think what you yes. said is very important for a woman out there, young generation young kids that are listening to us right now and that's why this is a real talk and i tell everybody that i bring experts like yourself and amazing people like yourself to tell them that listen it's never going to be easy but it's doable yes yes exactly it's so true and so powerful before i let you go i'm going to ask you one question of mine what does it mean to you to live your life and love your life Oh, I love this. Like anything to do with loving life. And this is what I've been thinking about a lot as well. Okay, so for me, I must admit, to me, to live my best life and to love my life fully, it has to involve definitely marriage and children. I think I'm meant to be a mom and have a home with beautiful family. So that's definitely part of it. Um, I definitely think it's going to involve figuring, like getting closer to my makeup being close to God and just learning what he wants me to do on this earth and doing it. So, and I definitely see being on the stage as part of my journey and destiny. I feel like I would never truly be happy if I'm not on stage or if I'm not in the media, because I feel like that's where I can serve at a higher level. So I think that my journey and my mission and my vision is highly connected to the media. But I also love to love my life. I love to, to, to look after myself too. So I love things like wellness. So fitness, I love like tennis and badminton and the gym and just, I could just go and play different sports like for like two weeks straight, a different one each week. I love sports and um, being around nature, the water, the, you know, the sea, the greenery out there, you know, going to the farm and then above everything, charity work. Like I have to give back. If I'm not giving back, then it's just not worth it. So as much as I love to, to attract, have my clients and earn money and all of those good things, I have to give back. And one of the ways I, I, I give back, I used to be a Miss Charity. In fact, I won Miss Charity three times. Yeah. Miss Charity Kent, Miss Charity UK, Miss Charity Europe in a face, the Face of Europe competition, which is now called Face of Europe and the World. So I raised thousands for charity, even through my pageant business and even through She Rises in the Media and my business, Queen Channel Media, we're raising money for charity, raise lots of money. And um, it's something that I want to continue to do. I want to go back to, I want to go to third world countries and make sure I'm helping 
the less fortunate, not just giving money, but go there. Like I've been to Nigeria and I've helped young children, um, given donated books there, clothes and things like that. I want to continue that work. So yeah, this is how I'll have a fulfilled life. <laughs> That is so beautiful. I'm glad you mentioned that because we're going to put those links over there every charity. So hopefully our listeners can, you know, contribute to that uh, because that is very powerful and that is very important for me. Um, loving your life mm-hmm. is the reason I created this program for, for um, women and also journey of my own life is to yes. live your true self because we hear, we, everyone is important. Everyone is belong here unique and find that true self of yours that you are just important as everybody else that what makes me the freedom that you can have and just burst out of your own uh you know this this egoistic self that people give you this fake identity of who you're supposed to be and just free yourself from that and live the life that you love and i've done that and that is so amazing and i want to be um one model for my kids as well as for other young generation women that are growing up and especially like you said third world countries girls that are like so talented and they're so beautiful and we have to give them opportunity not sometimes just giving money is not everything sometimes like mm-hmm. you said giving them a book or just creating um a business so we can give those girls an opportunity to actually come here or work from there especially now virtually mm-hmm. and that's to me as living your best life to leave an impact and help others yes oh my god so incredibly powerful um because i was going to even ask you i was going to say to you i would love to ask you one thing and i wanted to ask you what would if i was to love my life more just based on your wealth of experience and knowledge and just anyone listening in my world if they could learn from an amazing woman like you what what would you say that i could take away it's that special nugget that I can walk away with. Um, but you've kind of like said some of it now, which is quite powerful about giving back to those, you know, those young girls and making sure they have that role model to look up to. Yes, and- absolutely. It's so important because we are role model here. Like you mean you were mothers and a lot of time we, we just don't see, um, we were, as a woman, we are trained to do our best, but we get so like and we just take care of our family but we have so much power because women are nurturers we're mothers we're uh bring life and i mean we give a birth we give people life i mean not for nothing um and even men like uh beautiful successful men that are they're come from us and we're like you we we give a birth to them we raise them we make them to become a man so i feel like women has so much power we're the goddess We're, we're we're the uh caregiver so if we can look at that as overall and how we can do that with other young generation and teach them this skill of you have so much power, you have so much power to be anything that you want, anything that you want. And all you have to do is to believe in yourself because God give you a body, a soul and uniqueness to be in this earth and give birth to a baby and be a mother and raise that baby and create the world that itself is a miracle. And every time you feel down mm-hmm. on yourself, every time you feel that you're not enough or the doubt or the stress or anxiety or depression, whatever this ego a feeling that comes to you, just remind yourself of that, that how powerful you are physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Exactly. Exactly. Like 
It's so true. And like, I'm, I'm not a mother yet, but I'm definitely going to be a mother soon. But I've been, because I used to work with children and I have all these nieces and nephews. It's like the gift of just seeing that we can be part of shaping their lives by helping them, whether it's teaching them, loving them, giving them wisdom or advice, or just, you know, telling them that you can be anything. It's just such a powerful thing. Or just letting them look at us as role models, reading them stories, telling them who they can be in the world one day. I think it's such an amazing thing. And that's like a gift I want to give to, you know, my children when I, when I have them. And I'm definitely getting to that point where I'm like ready to build the family <laughs> so Aww. so yeah I, that's amazing I <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing it's, it's, it's such an amazing experience but i'm sure you're going to be a great mother because you already are so inspiring and so amazing oh, by doing you. all this work so thank you so much for being here sharing your story giving us your advice and encouraging entrepreneurs to be out there in the media get some more visibility go out there and be the leader that you were born to be thank you so much for being here Thank you so much, Valerie. Thank you to everyone listening and God bless you all and keep shining in everything you all do. 